Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, welcome everybody to the Become Fire podcast. I am Father Anthony Tinker, here with the Father Peter Teresa McConnell. Hello, hello, it is I. <laughs> we are gathered here to talk, we're still in Lent. So we are gathering, and this is a big week of Lent. We're celebrating the Solemnity of St. Joseph. The year of St. Joseph, Solemnity of St. Joseph. The month of St. Joseph. It's always nice during Lent, you get those two days. You know, you get Joseph and you get uh, the Annunciation, where you kind of get that ease up. So it's a day to feast. Uh, It's It's a a solemnity. And it's a solemnity. You you let go of the fast. You eat sweets. It's a high feast day for us. You uh, take a break in the middle of Lent. Why? To celebrate Joseph. it's My guy. He is a man. So I talk about Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I want to talk about uh, we have different, you know, kind of uh, images of Joseph in our mind. And sometimes you see images of him as an old man. Sometimes you see him as a young man uh, holding Jesus. And so there's two different theories, kind of, on the church fathers. And one is that he was an older man when he married Mary. Um, the reasons they have this theory are twofold. One is that he already had children. So when you hear about Jesus having brothers and sisters, they're not actually right. Mary's children because she was ever virgin. And uh, and so this explains that there are stepbrothers and stepsisters that Joseph had beforehand. Also, to you know, just got rid of any question mark about Mary because he was he was an older man, purifying right. his father figure, and it explains why he dies, you know, early in Jesus' life before Jesus even gets to the cross, while Jesus is growing up because he's an old man. So this is one of the theories that's out there, uh, not the most popular theory, but it is a theory. Uh, we, on the other hand, the Francis Confessor Holy Spirit, uh, Father Petrius and I, at least, hold that he was a young man when he married right. Mary. And so why, Father Petrie, do you think Joseph was a young man when he married Mary? Well, I think, first of all, that I I hold that he was younger because I think it then uh, demonstrates his, his ver- the, the, how virtuous he was, the, the degrees of, of just his sanctity, his holiness, and his virtues, that, um, that he was a young man, um, but he was uh, this model of chastity. Uh, that actually one of the titles that we give him is 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 guardian or, or custodian guardian of of, of virgins um, that that he protected and guarded uh, our lady's virginity um, and so if you're an old man and you are you know your your virility has has come and gone um, that that it's not as um, it's not as virtuous to, in, in in some degree but but to be a, a young man and, and have have all of your virility um, but to be chaste and virtuous I think is 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 more virtuous is more meritorious I think it's a it's a higher degree of merit for for Joseph and, and so he's such a great saint um, that I think that is important to to recognize that and then also that uh, he was uh, a tradesman, uh, a worker. Uh, uh, we traditionally call it a carpenter, um, and that you know he would have been providing for the holy family by the sweat of his brow, um, doing all this hard manual labor, training Jesus in all of this, uh, and then just also just the, the the other physical demands of his life, just the the flight into Egypt, um, all the. The, the, the walking that they would have done. I, I also believe that he would have accompanied Our Lady uh, at the, annunci- uh, not at the Annunciation, but at the Visitation, um, that he would have walked with his espoused um, through the Judean countryside, that there's no way he would have let her just do that on her own. And so, and all the trips they would have made to Jerusalem and, and things of that nature. So that just, 
um, the physical demands that he would have had to have met that we know from the gospel, I think indicate that he's probably younger. Uh, and I think there's something very, very beautiful about that then to model um, that this was a real marriage between Mary and Joseph, that it wasn't um, a grandfatherly relationship to a young woman, but but they were they were genuinely husband and wife. Um, uh, they obviously did not, you know, have conjugal relations or sleep with one another, but but they were truly and genuinely married. And I think then they offer to us just a a deeper witness of of the sanctity of of the married life if if they are younger and closer in age. So those are just a few of the reasons that I might argue for it. Uh, him, yeah. him being younger. And those things being said, I think it's so important for marriage today because we have arguably the holiest marriage of all time. Between Not arguably. I think it's definitively. definitively. We, yeah, we can say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can say the Holy Family. Just put it down there. Yeah. You've got the Holy Family. You have St. Joseph and Mary. And the marriage wasn't based upon sex. In fact, yeah. they never had sex. Right. And unfortunately today, we see so many young couples who they're getting married because of the sexual relationship. They're sexually attracted to the person. They mm-hmm. want to, they're thinking about sex. They're excited about and, and it's a part of expression of love. It's the way we beget children. At the same time, when you base your relationship on that, yeah. it oftentimes falls apart. Yeah. But Mary and Joseph show this model because they've based their marriage upon something much, much, much deeper, right? right? An intimacy with God that overflows exactly. into their marriage. Exactly. And, and these two full of life, I'm, I'm guessing strikingly handsome and strikingly beautiful men and yeah. women yeah. Right, who've come together and, and to father and mother the savior. And in that, they display the beauty of that love can be at a much deeper level, that much deeper connection. That sex can be an expression of that, but it's got to come based on the love that comes from the Father and is expressed through that. And Mary and Joseph, and especially I think a young Joseph, helps to express that because you see the love of a couple in yeah. their marriage. I think also, too, you were pointing on that, you know, his just his fatherly role that he would have played for Jesus. And uh, and this is just the the beautiful mystery of God where where he has chosen to take on our human nature um, and that he is like us in all things and that that he chose for whatever reason to to humble himself to a father figure and to let his his human nature um, learn like ours that his in his divine nature he he would have known everything but but he was like us in all things and so that um, he would have learned in his human nature from St. Joseph um, about um, masculinity, uh, about work, uh, about he would have seen him care for Our Lady in, in a chaste and beautiful way. And, and all of these things would have, um, you know, helped Jesus in, in, his, in his humanity. Um, and so I think that this is more more clearly expressed in, in a young man and a young father who who teaches his son a trade, who, who witnesses to, to self-sacrificial love um, and, and how, how beautifully that would have been demonstrated uh, in, the, in the life of Joseph. And so I think this is just seeing that, that example of, of holy masculinity, not that Jesus necessarily needed it because um, he's the divine son of God, um, but in his human nature that he has so humbled himself um, to in a way to make himself dependent both upon Joseph and Mary. And so let's look at Joseph in the scriptures. This is where we mostly know about him, obviously from tradition, et cetera, but we get the, the base of it right here from the word of God. Um, so do you have a favorite quote of St. Joseph from the scriptures? I do. Let me give it for you right now. Exactly. Joseph says nothing in the scriptures. Amen. And that is actually really beautiful. He's quiet. He's silent. Yes. Right. But, it, but his witness is so strong. 
And I want to point to a couple passages which show the strength of his character that just shines through despite the fact that he doesn't say anything. He lives this mm. quiet, contemplative, silent life. Um, we're in Matthew chapter 1, and we're on, starting with verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Um, so you have this dramatic experience yeah. where Joseph has been betrothed to this young woman. And all of a sudden, he f so betrothed, it's, it's more serious than engagement. It's a betrothal ceremony. Right. Um, engagement is kind of the best, closest analogy we have uh, today. But they're betrothed. They're committed to marry each other. She just hasn't moved into the house She yet. hasn't moved into the house yeah. yet. And, and so they obviously are not sleeping together. Yeah. They, they don't sleep together at all. But even in a, right. other, a, a Jewish couple betrothed, they would not have started the sexual relationship yet. Right. And she's found with child. And he knows it's not him. By law, he could have her stoned. Mm -hmm. Right. He could have her stoned to death because um, she has committed adultery, already betrothed. She's, this is an adulterous affair. He can have her stoned. He decides to divorce her quietly. Um, and, and so the church fathers talk about this, right? And so why is Joseph afraid to marry her? What are the reasons? And I think, and the church fathers would agree, most of them, and I think the best argument is that Joseph was not seeking to divorce her quietly because he was disappointed in her. He was ashamed. He thought she'd had an affair. Right. It's actually because he recognized Mary's holiness. Yeah. And he knew this woman. He'd met her. Obviously, he knew her. He was betrothed to her. He knew that this woman was sanctified, that she was holy. And all of a sudden, she's pregnant. And he says, something is happening here that is beyond me. Because this is not the, type, this is not the woman, uh, type of woman who goes to sleep sleeping around. Right. right. This woman has not had an affair. God's at work here. And he recognizes God's work. And he's afraid to take her in her home, not because um, he's afraid of the scandal, he's afraid of the shame, he's afraid of the right. reputation. Right. It's because he is, in, it's, a, it's a fear of God, of God's yeah. at work here. And I'm not worthy to receive whatever God's doing here into my home. Right. And so in, the, in that, the angel appears to him. And Joseph is a dreamer, right? Just like Joseph of the Old Testament. That's right. Foreshadowing the yep. Joseph of the New Testament, <clears throat> the stepfather of Jesus, who has these beautiful dreams, these beautiful dreams. And the angel appears to him and says, don't be afraid to take Mary into your home. Don't be afraid. And again, he's, Joseph could care less about his reputation, right? He's completely quiet in the mm -hmm. Gospels. He's not a man who's making decisions based upon what other people are going to think about him. Right, so he's not like, oh, I don't want to take Mary into my home because I'm afraid of the reputation, or I don't take her into my home because I'm, uh, it's not my child, or whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm, uh, the God is at work, and I'm terrified. This is this holy fear of God. Yeah. Yet the angel has to say, "Don't be afraid. This is a holy. This is the work of God, and you're called to be a part of it. So receive her into your home." Amen. Uh, that's that's really right. And just that, the whole event of of Mary's. Con conceiving of a child um, is shrouded in this mystery for Joseph um, where, and she's not telling him either what happened. Um, and, and he is, is left to pray and, and, and figure out and come to decision on what he is to do. And, and as you were saying that, that he knew this woman, he, he knew this, uh, this, this girl, that, that, that she would not have, you know, cheated on him that, um, you know, that, that maybe they had talked about remaining virgins, even in, in their married life. Um, 
there's there's tradition for that and so he is now faced with the mystery of of her conceiving a child and what does he do with it and i think it, he gives us such a beautiful witness and example of of what we are to do when we encounter the mystery of the holy one um where where you don't just presume upon it um and and take it for yourself um but you humble yourself before it um and then the moment joseph is is invited into the mystery um he responds quickly obediently um presumably cheerfully happy i would imagine that it was a a, a tremendous relief and joy for him to take mary back into his his home um that, that, that this would have been um hard for him not he he loved he loved mary so deeply um and and to 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 divorce her quietly um and so but Joseph is invited into the mystery, and, and all of us are invited into the mystery, but it's not something that we presume upon or, or enter into rashly, but something that we, we humble ourselves before in recognition like Joseph that, that we're not worthy of this mystery. We're not worthy of, of, of the Son of God coming to in, into our homes, into our bodies, into the, temp- the temples that we are, but, but the moment that we are invited into it, that, that we can quickly and obediently and joyfully um, receive God's invitation for us to participate in the mystery. So uh, I think it is just a, a beautiful demonstration, and Joseph has so much to teach us in all of this. And we have a second a scene that I think really teaches the character of St. Joseph, right? So we have that beautiful scene where we see his virtue at work, yeah. that um, I'm going to divorce her quietly. You know, because I recognize the holiness that's at work here. Yeah. But yet, I'm not. A, I, when God says go, I, I receive. Amen. I just have to wait on the Lord. He's got this beautiful patience, this beautiful heart. And the uh, next scene in which we see the beautiful heart of Joseph comes after the wise men have appeared. So Jesus has been born. The wise men have come. They've offered their gifts, and and then an angel appears again to Joseph in a dream. And we're on Matthew chapter two here, verse thirteen. Now, when they had departed, the wise men. When they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. So let's get, can you imagine? So you've already had to make this trip with your you know, very pregnant wife, yeah. you know, from Nazareth down to Bethlehem mm-hmm. because there's this census that happens. You get there, there's no room because everybody's coming to Bethlehem because of the census. So there's no room in the inn. You're, you're, I'm, I'm sure feeling so ashamed in a sense of like, uh, this is all I can provide for my right. wife, for my right. child, you know, uh, as a manger um, and, and yet resigned to God's will through it all. And he gets there, they've given birth in the manger and then Shortly thereafter, the angel appears and says, by the way, you got to go to Egypt. Yeah. And how is he going to provide for his family? How, is he, and how are they going to get there? What are they going to do when they're there? Right? All these questions, I'm sure, passed his mind. And yet we see the virtue of Joseph because that night, right? Um, and he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. Right? He said, okay, if this is what I have to do, and, and, and I don't know how long, you know, I've, right. I've preached right. this before, like my spiritual director telling me about like a, the hardest, a hard prayer, but a beautiful prayer is God, whatever you want, however you want it for as long as you run it, right? right? Whatever you want, God, I'm, I'm there to do it. However you want it done. That's the way I want it done. 
for as long as you wanted. Yeah. And, and it says, um, and remain there until I tell you, Joseph. Like, I'm just giving you the next step. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, okay, you're going to be there for a few years. Then you're going to go to Nazareth. Then you're going to die. But he's going to, Joseph doesn't know the whole plan. Right. And just like for all of us, God just shows us the next step. And all that happens is Joseph has a dream and Angel appears and says, Herod's trying to kill your kid. You got to go. And the protective fatherly instinct takes over. He says, God's told me what to do. I know what the next step is. I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing it immediately because this is what God wants. Yeah. And I think it shows the, the strength of the character of Joseph. That, that he is the father of the household. I mean, she's the Immaculate Conception, right? Mary. She, <laughs> he is the son of God. Yeah. But Joseph is the father That's of right. the household. Yeah. Joseph is the leader of the house. And, and again, I think we just see the beauty of God's work. Yeah. That um, though, you know, on the, if we call the holiness scale, right? The only person there who's a sinner is Joseph. Not that he's a major sinner, but he's the only one who has sin in his life. Um, and yet he's the father of the household. He's the leader of the households. That, that God... And that Mary would be obedient to him and that Jesus would be obedient to him. Yeah. There's this weak human man who's got a strength of character and they follow because he is given. Who does the angel give the direction to? Not to Mary, not to Jesus, but to Joseph. Right. The father of the house. And I think this is so important for our men who might be listening to us in the midst of a, the, the demasculization of society. Right. And the, the, the gender roles, kind of all this confusion of gender roles we yeah. have. Yeah. That Joseph, that God, that, that there is a, a beautiful role. Uh, and this does not take away from Mary because obviously her right. role is very important, right. right? And yet there's still a role for Joseph, that the man has a role, that the father has a role, that the husband has a role. And then when the angel appears, he appears to Joseph and he tells him what to do. And Joseph says, okay, I know what to do. We have to do it, mm -hmm. right? And, and I think our fathers, our men need to hear this and say, yes. Like you have to talk to your wife. You need to talk to your pastor. You need to consult. But when the Lord speaks, he says, go, you've got to follow. Yeah. No, there's so much. There's so much in in in, in the story and everything that you're saying, and and it does show just his his character and his virtue and just his obedience to God. Um, but then, but then the point you're making also about our our lady's obedience to him that there's not a competition between the two of them, and that uh, that Joseph has a role. He has an office. He has a, a job to do as as the father, um, that the father is the one who primarily um, protects and provides for the family um, in a very, very powerful and real way. And so the moment that Our Lady and Jesus are under just any sort of the, the, any sort of threat at all, you know, he is, he is jumping into action to to protect the God's two greatest treasures that he's given us, uh, his son and, and his mother, um, and that Joseph um, loves them, and he has been charged to be a, a guardian of these mysteries. Uh, and so he fulfills his duty in this, this very beautiful way. And, and just how, you know, you were saying that, you know, on the, on the holiness scale, um, you're going to get me all fired up, Father. I'm a I'm a maximalist over here. I don't even know if Joseph ever sinned. You know, what I mean, he might have been given a special grace for the, to to be to be the the, the father of Jesus and, and and the husband of Mary. But um, but no, but he is not. He's not the son of God, and he's not the immaculately conceived one. But he is the one who has been given uh, the information, who's been given the knowledge that God has spoken to him, and that and that I think it's important for us too because God puts people 
over us, um, who might not be as smart as us, might not be as talented as us, might not be as holy as us, um, whether that is, you know, a, a job or or a, a leader, or a politician, uh, or, or a church a community servant. <laughs> no, we're we're blessed in that regard, um, or a novice master, but um, but that we pay we we that that obedience is this christian virtue that it's not it's not necessarily we just um um you know blindly obey but but that we do owe obedience um and that god in his mysterious ways chooses to communicate his will to us in the human instruments um that might not be as good as us that might not be as holy as us that might not be as smart as talented as us but but it makes us humble. And in the Holy Family, if Joseph teaches us anything, that it is um, this profound humility, this profound humility, and and not being afraid to lead Jesus, not being afraid to lead Our Lady, um, that it didn't didn't cause him to then, you know, doubt himself or 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 these different things, but but his humility gave him a confidence and a strength and not this sort of um insecurity. Um, and, and that's so important because he knew who he was um, before God. Uh, he knew what God had asked him and that he trusted so much in God that if God was asking him to do something, that he could radically trust in obedience. And he wasn't afraid to be the leader of the Holy Family. Yeah. And, and spinning off what you're saying, that despite the fact that, you know, God might put people in front of us who are, you know, weaker, et cetera. How, imagine Joseph, that he probably is smarter than most people around him. Yeah. He's probably more talented. Uh, obviously, it, it, Mary as well, I mean, they're very holier than people around yeah. him. They could probably knew the scriptures better than the rabbis. They're like going to synagogue and Mary's like, oh yeah, I know that passage. Like, uh, you go wrong interpretation, rabbi, you know? <laughs> um, and, and because they just, she meditates on the word uh, yeah. day and night. And, and Joseph does as well. This is what someone tells us to do. These are virtuous people. And yet, what did Joseph have him do? A simple tradesman, carpenter. Yeah, living a quiet, silent life, no word spoken. Yeah, right in in the scriptures, in Nazareth, that all the talent, all, all everything else, but yet singly purposed, not not wasted, but purposefully used to father the Savior, right? And and, and sometimes I think we can get frustrated because we want we want the bigger thing or the next thing or the grand thing, right? We need more money in the bank account, right? Mm-hmm. We need people don't recognize my talent at work, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think Joseph teaches how to serve. Yeah, like all the talent God had given him, all the grace, he could could have done anything, right? If he was yeah. living today, he'd probably be a CEO of a great company if he wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, and sure. and what did God have him do? Live a very very simple quiet life. Yeah. Um, and I think we would need to recognize that humility, that simplicity, and that call to service. That 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 God's call in our life is so much more important than whatever our call for our life is. Never, and, and sometimes we make decisions out of the desire for a, a reputation, the desire for, for wealth, the desire for power, the desire for pleasure, the desire for the things of this world. We, we put our will over God's will. And we decide we pick the grand thing. We choose door number A because we want door number A. When God's like, no, no, I, want, I actually want door number B for you because I want you to live a quiet, simple, humble life of service. Because my plan for you is an eternal plan. Plans can be with me for all eternity. And if you could pursue your own plan, you're going to be on the wide path that leads to destruction. So, so Joseph helps us to recognize that we got to, got to put ourselves into the will of the Father, no matter what the will, the will of the Father is. You know, you're touching on the, the mystery of, of the Holy Family and their life and the simplicity of it. 
um, the hiddenness of it that that Jesus only did ministry for about three years, um, but for the first thirty years, he he's living this hidden life with Our Lady and with Saint Joseph. Um, and and why does God have him do that? Why does why does the Father have Jesus spend thirty years in utter obscurity with his mother and his father Joseph, um, in this little town of Nazareth where they're just simple carpenters? And that, I think, I think one of the reasons that this is a part of God's plan for for Jesus, Mary, and Joseph is is to teach us that this this is this these are the things that really shape society these are the things that really shape the future of the church of our world is is the love of a husband and a wife and a father and son and mother and child that that these are the things that really change the world um and and jesus spent 30 years living that um and then and then was ready then to to be launched into his public ministry where where he's then revealed to the world but but there's great, great profit in meditating upon what the three of them were doing for 30 years yeah. and, and what their life would have been like and just how beautiful that. And, and, and we can ask Joseph to take us into that in our prayer time, to Joseph show us, show us life at Nazareth, you know, and, 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 and teach me about Jesus and teach me about Our Lady. Um, and, and there is so much that he can do to... Um, teach us about you know our savior and and our mother and how just to to live just a a beautiful christian life amen and so you've already gotten the ball rolling but just for our last few minutes uh, joseph today yeah it's the year of saint joseph um father don calloway just wrote a book of the consecration of saint joseph which has become very popular amen a lot of people doing a consecration to him a lot of people learning more about joseph but want want joseph more in their lives Mm -hmm. so just maybe a little practical advice joseph for today and i think for me, um, in the in in a society that is lacking fatherhood in so many ways, so many just not having a father at all mm-hmm. in their lives, and so many having an absentee father who's so busy with work and so busy with emotionally just not present, even though he's physically present, um, that we need to be fathered, and Saint Joseph fills that role for us. Obviously, our heavenly Father does in the Amen. perfect way. But he's given us this saint, Saint Joseph, to help father us, just as he fathered Jesus, right? And we are the body of Christ, and we need to be fathered. And turning to Joseph's intercession, I think, helps heal the father wound, helps us to recognize what true fatherhood is, helps us to live in the freedom of that fatherhood. And so I think it's so important in this time, for whatever ways in which you may have been um, hurt by your father, um, not have that father figure, that father role, need to know what what it means to be a man, what it means to be a father. I think Joseph can help heal the wound. And so if there's any wounds, any difficulties, I ask you to hold the hand of St. Joseph and ask him to help you present those wounds to Jesus, who is the healer, right? And let Joseph intercede for you that you can be healed of the wounds. Because if you hold on to those wounds, you're going to find yourself acting out of those wounds. Yeah. And in turn, you're going to be the absentee father. In turn, you're not going to know what fatherhood is. You're not going to know what manhood is. And you're just going to pass it on to your own children. So we need St. Joseph to heal our young men today who have been hurt by their own fathers. and uh, or, or just for whatever reason, even if it wasn't, if you had a great father, there's still wounds that occurred because no father's perfect. Um, and, and, and to be healed so you don't act out of those wounds, so you can live in the freedom of what it means to be a man and a father in the eyes of God. I would say 
two things for today, um, and they would be silence and chastity, where where perhaps I said this before and 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 and, and on the podcast or not, but but that you know we live in a in a day and age in society we are inundated with with words with noise um with with images um and we're just flooded with information and and we have become habituated to um just a constant intake of information and noise where where we are uncomfortable with any level of of prolonged silence and then particularly that that interior silence, um, and that, and that Joseph can teach us how to do that, and that Joseph can help us to 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 be silent. He doesn't say anything in the scriptures, um, and to unplug. Um, it's okay if you don't listen to us. <laughs> you can unplug from technology. Um, please come back though. And uh, but but he can. We need to come to him if we don't know how to pray. If we don't have, if we struggle to pray, if we struggle to just, you know, sit and meditate for for ten and fifteen minutes or whatever it is that we can say, okay, Joseph, teach me just how to to be silent, teach me how to be quiet. Uh, we can ask Joseph to help us meditate on the Holy Family or something like that. And then also chastity, um, where where he is this um, example par excellence of 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 masculine chastity um, that. That, that we need so desperately, where um, where our society has been um, over-sexualized, hyper-sexualized, um, where we're now even children are becoming sexualized, and, 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 and we're so confused and backwards and broken in this area um, that we need him in a particular way to come into our hearts, uh, to come and, and teach us how to be chaste, to help us to break addictions, to to um, whether it's just lewd television shows or whether they are explicitly pornographic that that um, that he is the one who can really help us with our chastity. Amen. Um, so we're getting down to our just fun question. Oh boy, here and we go. because it's Saint Joseph uh, right. coming up, and we're gonna break it with some sweets. Uh, what is your favorite dessert? Well, many. I ha- I don't just have one sweet tooth. I have all of them. I have all the sweet teeth. Um, they're all sweet tooths. But um, anything, anything chocolate peanut butter, I will just, as soon as I see it, I have to have it. So chocolate peanut butter, ice cream, Reese's, you know, peanut butter metalways, all of that. Chocolate peanut butter. And I are our happy marriage. That's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm a warm chocolate scoop cookie with a scoop of ice cream on top. Mm, a la mode. Yeah, a la mode. I love it. Uh, that's definitely uh, when available. It just it it just touches touches something. I don't need a lot of sweets, but that one gets me. Uh, would you wrap us up with a final prayer and asking for the intercession of Saint Joseph? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Saint Joseph. Uh, the gift that he was to Our Lady and to Jesus and the gift that he is to the church. We ask for his intercession now uh, in our lives, uh, that he would pray for us, intercede us, that he would guard us and protect us, uh, that he would make us humble, that he would make us obedient, uh, that he would make us silent, and that he would make us chaste, and that he would father us uh, all the days of our life, and especially that he would be there at the hour of our death um, to welcome us into the heavenly kingdom. 
And may the blessing of Almighty God come upon each and every one of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.